Don't worry about the people that failed at doing what you are about to attempt to do. Don't worry about the opinions of other people and all the people that say you can't do it. What is for you is for you. It's time for you to go and get it. You might have to track it, track it down. You might have to hunt it down. Shoot, you might have to search high heaven for it, but go and get what's for you. It's time for you to stop sitting back and for you to go and pursue your purpose. Welcome to the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast. I am Roy Hall Jr. So excited for today's episode. Let me remind you before we go any further that you can catch every episode of the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Podbean, or anywhere else that you uh, listen to your podcast and stream your uh, podcast and your music from. We have a great, great show today. Uh, super excited. Also want to make an announcement, quick announcement. Uh, we have reached a thousand downloads for the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast. It's taken a few episodes, but we're so thankful for all of our listeners. Uh, everyone is sharing this podcast. So as soon as you get done listening, no matter how far you get, just go ahead and share this podcast uh, with one of your friends or three of your coworkers or somebody that's in your family that could utilize the encouragement, utilize the motivation and the strategies that I'm giving you every single week. So so excited about that number. A thousand is a good number. And so we're going to go ahead and work on 1,001 and then go from there one step at a time, changing lives with my voice, changing lives with listening to you as the audience and giving you exactly what you've been asking me to give you. So you know what we do here. We try and keep you motivated. So we want you to stay motivated. We want you to keep a positive perspective and we want you to walk in purpose. And we really believe and I really believe that uh, that's how you get ahead. That's how you get ahead in life. So we're going to go ahead and get started uh, with some amazing uh, articles and some content that I really believe that uh, will inspire you and impact your life this week. What I like to do is when I see headlines, news headlines, whether it be national news, local news, news about finance, news about business, news about culture, news about neighborhoods and community, I like to dig a little bit deeper. Like there's always a story within the story that can inspire and motivate you to take your life to another level. And I came across this headline um, because it's a powerful, it, 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 it'll help your perspective. It'll help your perspective. And the headline reads, Central Ohio DoorDash driver with one arm, prosthetic legs, delivers kindness and positivity. Now, just reading the headline alone, and this is why people write headlines this way, DoorDash driver with one arm, that alone is enough to get your attention. Now, how's that working out? And then with prosthetic legs and he's driving and he's my DoorDash driver. Okay. Andrew Arney, um, 19-year-old DoorDash driver. He was born in Thailand uh, without his legs and without a fully grown left arm. So he was born this way. Um, he was adopted at the age of seven by a family in Lancaster, Ohio. They moved him here. They, you know, he gets here. And then he just recently graduated last year from Crossroads Christian Academy. Shout out to Crossroads Christian Academy. So somehow a new local news station got wind of this one-armed kid that's delivering people's meals. During this interview, it says what he enjoys most is showing kindness and helping others. But I got a couple of these quotes that I want to utilize to frame and to kind of create a perspective perimeter around this whole discussion. One of the things that he said was, I was born the way that I am and I have no complaints. So again, we're talking perspective. 
My man doesn't have a left arm, doesn't have two legs, was born that way. But he, the first thing out of his mouth is, yo, I was born this way. I have no complaints. So immediately he's recognizing, even though he has what we would deem as shortcomings, um, challenges and difficulties, physical impairments, he's saying, I don't have any complaints because I got a life. That alone is enough for you to just take, I have a life, I have no complaints because I'm alive. That's enough to, to, that should inspire you really for the next year or two. Like you got a life. I mean, if you turn on the news, I promise you, you can count probably about 150 people that they can report have died in the last seven days. It's going to be some explosion, uh, some type of crime, some type of homicides, suicides. And my man is saying I was born without half of a left arm without legs so that immediately eliminates most of the things that young kids want to do athletically he can't play football he's not playing basketball he's not running track at least not without some type of help like i don't have no complaints that's what he said i have no complaints all right so i'm gonna tell you this stop complaining about what you don't have and start being thankful for what you do have it's really simple stop complaining about what you don't have and start focusing and training your thoughts on being thankful for what you do have. Be thankful for the good. Be thankful for the bad. Be thankful that you are here and you get a chance to be thankful. I'll say it again. Be thankful for the good. Be thankful for the bad. Just be thankful that you have an opportunity to be thankful. You get to be here. I will never stop reminding you of that, that truth. You are present. You are here. You are, you are literally still a physical being. You're breathing. You're walking, talking. Yeah, you might have challenges, but like my man, Andrew Arnie said, I have no complaints. I have no complaints. If you got a pen next to you or around you, I want you to write this down. Complaining is an unmistakable indication that you are incapable of handling things that don't go your way. Complaining is an unmistakable indication that you are incapable of handling things that don't go your way. It means you're selfish and it means you're immature. Do you always have to be in control? Come on. We're talking about being a pro here in every area of our lives. And you can't be a pro. It's not even about just being a professional. I'm talking about being the best of the best at everything that you do. You're going through life complaining about these little things. But my man, without an arm and without two legs, said, I'm still waking up every day and I'm delivering other people's food and I'm thankful to be doing it. I have no complaints. Do you always have to be in control? Complaining is literally an unmistakable indication that you are incapable of controlling yourself, handling yourself when things don't go the way that you want them to go, the way that you plan. Let me give you something else. My man, Andrew, my man, Andrew comes out and says the second thing that he's quoted is saying. People are just amazed how I move around. People are amazed at how I move around. So I'm confused. My man Andrew is like, this is what I do. The people are like, I don't know how. Like, how is that possible? How? How is he able to move like that? How is he able to do that? How is he able to? He doesn't have an arm. How is he? It's five bags. How is he going to carry? People are literally watching my man, trying to see how he's going to move and shake with his one arm. He's like, people are amazed. And then he gives this quote. He says, just because I have so many problems with like uh, my prosthetic legs or being disabled, I can still be out doing God's work 
and helping other people out. Wait a minute. Just, I just want to make sure. I want you to know that I didn't misread that. Just because I have so many problems with my prosthetic legs or being disabled, I can still be out doing God's work and helping other people out. So let me just throw this in there for you all. And let me frame it like this, because I'm going to take his words and I'm going to just start filling in the blank. My man said, just because I have so many problems like a prosthetic leg, maybe some of y'all can't relate to that. But how about this? Just because you have so many problems like working too many hours or work stress or uh, you want to get your master's degree. You got so many problems like, let me guess, your spouse is always on your back. Your kids are acting out. You got so many problems. The pandemic has slowed your business down, slowed your productivity down. You got so many problems. You tired of these Zoom calls. You tired of these these Zoom meetings. These are Google Teams meets. Microsoft Teams meets. Tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of being social. All these problems. I'm so at the end of the day, I'm just tired. But you still could be helping others out. (laughs) Andrew said, I got all these problems, but I still am on this earth to help other people. I don't know how much more powerful. He's a 19 year old. 19. My man, 19 is giving you wisdom that could change your life forever. He said, I got all these problems, but I can still help all these other people out. It doesn't matter. People are amazed at what he's doing. He's like, I'm not amazed at what I'm doing. I'm called to serve. I'm called to help other people. I'm called. Listen, based on what I have, I can still make a difference. I still could leave my mark. I still could do something. I could have a laundry list of problems. I could have a grocery list of problems. I could have a list. You know, when you build in a home, they give you all these different things you could pick and choose inside your house. I got a list of all these things that I want or that I don't have or can't buy or whatever it may. I got a list of I got a little kid's list when Santa Claus is coming to town. For those that believe in Santa Claus, I got a list of all these gifts that they want. I got a list of all my problems. But you know what? I can still help people. That's what gives you the advantage. Like, who cares about your problems? Your problems are not unique to you. But what you, what is unique is in spite of your problems or despite your problems, you say, you know what? I'm about to go ahead and help some people. I'm going to give you another quote that he put here because this is just it's just so much here. I can't I, I can't even move on to what I really want to get to because this is so important. All the answers that we need is right in front of you. Everything that you need to go to the next level in your life. And I don't know what that level is for you, but the next level in the various areas of your life, the answers are always right in front of you. But you just got to dig just a little bit, just a little bit deeper. Then he says this. This is funny. He says, I'm used to it. I just do it. (laughs) This is funny to me. It's comical because so many people complain about what they don't have. But my man without an arm and without two legs at 19 years old has the wisdom to say, I'm used to serving others in the middle of my problems. I'm used to doing right by people even though I got problems. I'm used to giving back even though I got my own issues. I'm used to putting myself last or putting myself second and putting other people before I put myself. I'm used to doing it. I just do it. I don't even think about it. He serves and gives back and uses his life to help others so much he doesn't even have to think about it. How strong of a person do you have to be? How mentally tough do you have to be? How much of a real life professional do you have to be to say, you know what? 
I do so much good. I'm not even expecting a return from it. I'm just doing it because I'm used to it. This is what's supposed to be done. I don't have to think about doing the right thing. I don't have to think about being a good person. I don't have to think about being kind to others. I'm just going to be kind and be good to others because that's what you're supposed to do. That's what I do. I'm used to it. I just do it. So I'm going to say the th same thing to you. I need you to get used to helping others. Get used to life not being about you. Get used to leading by the example. Get used to it. I've said it before. Actions attract trust. Actions attract trust. How are you helping others get ahead? Or when you wake up, do you solely think about what you need to do for you? When was the last time you just gave away something that you really liked? <laughs> it was just something you gave away something. When you looked around your house and said, I got six TVs and I only got four people to watch them, but I got six TVs. I, is there somewhere I can get this TV to? Can I do something with this extra TV? Look at all the clothes that you've acquired and all the shoes that you've acquired that you can't fit, don't wear, don't like, out of fashion, that if you took those clothes and just donated them to a shelter, took them to an organization that could use them, how many people that are on the streets right now walking around in rags will be warm tonight, will have a new outfit? How many kids in high school right now Boys and girls could utilize those clothes that you just got hanging on your shelves, on your closet. How many pairs of sneakers do you need? One way or another, I'm giving my stuff away. Now, I'm, I, look, I'm, I give stuff away, like, whatever. Now, the stuff that I really, 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 really like, I, I might give to somebody close to me because I know they're going to take care of it. Do we need to have everything all the time? Does, do we have to have, like, come on. Get used to helping others out. And here's... Here's my last piece from my man um, before I hop on uh, to what I really want to talk about, which is patience and pursuit. Hopefully I get through all of it, but this is really, really good. I want people to know, and he was ta he's talking to you, uh, Andrew's talking to you. He says, I want people to know that whatever happens with your life or as a disabled kid, there's nothing that can stop you. He said, uh, God will allow you to spread out the word. That's what he wants you to do. He does not want you to stop. My man just said, I want you to know that whatever happens in your life, I want you to know that whatever happens in your life, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what the problem is, no matter what the challenge is, no matter what the difficulty is, the obstacle, the thing that you have to hurdle and get through, no matter what it is, nothing can stop you. That's a 19-year-old talking that way. There's nothing that can stop you. And so I wrote it down like this. So I wanted to get, wanted to get it right. I internalize that as you are here and you can search as long as you want Nothing can stop you. You can, you can imagine whatever you want to imagine in your life, but nothing can stop you. Um, not getting support from the people around you can't stop you. The pandemic couldn't stop you. It might have slowed you down a little bit, but it didn't stop you. Being overlooked for a position or for a promotion, even that couldn't stop you. 
because you're still going harder than you were before you got overlooked. As a matter of fact, if you would have got the promotion, you probably would have slowed down a little bit. Your work ethic would have changed. You would have felt like you've arrived. But since you got overlooked, since you got passed up, since somebody got a position that you thought that you should have, you're working even harder now. Nothing can stop you. But then I had to put an asterisk next to it. The only person that actually can stop you is you. Like you are the only person with the power to shut down your greatness, to shut off your greatness. Like you're the only person. So when I say nothing can stop you, nothing from the outside can. The only thing that can shut you down is you. It doesn't matter what the doctors say, what the reports say. The only thing that can stop you is you. Whatever happens in your life, nothing can stop you. Unless you stop yourself. All right. A man's 19 years old. He already knows that. Nothing can stop you. Nothing. I'm convinced of it. It may take longer than you think. It may not go the way that you want it to go. But I am 1,000% convinced that nothing can stop you. Slow you down, maybe. Give you a detour, sure. It may not go as fast as you want it to go. But nothing can stop you if you keep going. If you keep going. I know I'm all about the motivation piece, but this is about perspective. This is just a reminder. Like, I literally, I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you. I encourage you with my passion. I encourage you with my words and my writings. I encourage, I just, I just want you to know who you are. I think you guys think it's valuable, but I feel like it's so many people walking around complaining right now. My man, Andrew, <laughs> no arm, prosthetic legs, door dashing, and doing it with a smile on his face. Do you go to work? Wait a minute. How much you make with DoorDash? Probably eight to ten dollars an hour. On a on a good week, maybe twelve. I know you. Everybody listening to my voice right now makes more money than Andy, right? He's nineteen. He's doing it with a smile on his face. I'm making nine dollars an hour with a smile on my face. Some of you all are making six figures. Going into work complaining and upset. Perspective is everything. All right, we're rolling now, but before we go any further, let me remind you, I created a free course, Make It Count, How to Stay Motivated Each Day and Keep a Positive Perspective. I created a free course at RoyHallJr.com. Go to RoyHallJr.com. Free course, absolutely free for you. Created it just for you. Make It Count, How to Stay Motivated Each Day and Keep a Positive Perspective. It's over 75 minutes and nine lessons full of content, strategy, and things that you need to hear to make sure you stay motivated and keep a positive perspective. Staying motivated daily can be difficult when you lose sight of the valuable perspective that every day is a gift and tomorrow is not promised. Just putting things in perspective can give you the motivation that you need to give your very best effort in every area of your life because you know and you never know when your last opportunity will arise. So in this course, I'm gonna teach you how to find strength to give your all no matter your age, right? No matter your age, how to give your all and, and find strength to give your all. How to overcome criticism that was meant to destroy your focus, come on. How success can negatively impact your most important relationships. How to finally break through and work with a sense of urgency. One of my favorites, three easy steps to strengthen your mental health and increase your quality time with your family. How about this one? Why your sacrifice can immediately improve the lives of others. So we have so many different lessons that I've put together. Again, make it count how to stay motivated 
each day and keep a positive perspective. Free course at RoyHallJr.com. Free course at RoyHallJr.com. Do not miss your opportunities to grow. This is a free course. Um, I don't always do the free ones, but this is a free course for you. And then once you take it, you can share it uh, with a family member, friend, coworker. Again, make it count how to stay motivated each day and keep a positive perspective only at RoyHallJr.com. All right, let me go ahead and transition here. It's always an awesome time around this time when the NFL draft is. It's always a spring. Just the weather's nice. Birds are chirping. Uh, people are in a good mood because you're coming out of winter, specifically when you're in the north and not having to deal with that snow, even though it did snow here in Ohio about a week and a half ago, which was crazy. Um, but the NFL draft, dreams coming true. People that have been working since five, six years old to, to make it to the NFL, to hear their name called changes their families, changes their legacy, changes their opportunities, really just gives people hope. NFL's predominantly um, African-American, you know, athletes. And so, you know, when it comes to wealth and trying to figure out how to generate wealth, one of the first ideas we get is to become a professional athlete. A lot of guys are gifted, but many guys don't make it to that point because of academics or just all types of things going on in a lot of our, a lot of our communities. Uh, but the draft is always a good time, and, and, and every year I have flashback moments when I was drafted, and being in, in, in the living room, kitchen area, and my mom, you know, had the entire family over, and it wasn't so much that they knew or we knew that I was going to get drafted. It was a celebration of the accomplishments and how hard, hard it was to get to that point. Being drafted or not being drafted, drafted or undrafted, it didn't really matter. It was all about celebrating not only my accomplishments, but celebrating all the people that had their hand in helping to push, inspire, encourage, and develop me as a student athlete and as a young man. And so I, you know, maybe it was, you know, 35 people over there, people barbecuing and everything. And First round goes by on that Friday night, and I was in at David Buster's, and and I was watching the the draft with a friend, and we watched the first round. The first round used to be on Friday nights. The second and third round was on Saturdays, and fourth through seventh rounds were on Sunday back in 2007. And I'm watching the first round. I knew I wasn't going to be a first-round draft pick, and I pretty much knew I wasn't going to be a second or third-round draft pick. But I do know – that I had a chance to be four, fifth, sixth, seventh. Like I had a chance. I had a shot. Mel Kuyper, who's the NFL ESPN draft an analysis and the guru, had me going in the fourth round to the Cincinnati Bengals. So that gave me a different type of hope. If Mel Kuyper knows my name somewhere in his, his uh, archives, then I got a chance. And so fourth round came, didn't get drafted. So the fifth round comes, and earlier that round, the uh, one of my former Ohio State teammates, Jay Richardson, got drafted. And so now it's like, okay, I know some of these guys in the second day that's, that's going. Now, Ted Ginn Jr., Anthony Gonzalez, those guys got drafted in the first round, and we all played receiver together. So I knew that there was a shot. And every time a receiver came off the board, I was, I was applauding them. Now, remember what I talked about earlier when you skipped over for a promotion. The more receivers that got drafted, the more I got excited. The more I clapped for those people getting drafted. Never in life do you clap for people to get the same position that you're going for. 
But in this particular case, I wanted as many wide receivers to go off the board as possible because the more they got drafted, the more they got closer to picking me up. I'm sitting uh, in the kitchen, and I got a phone call. Now, I got a phone call from, from, from uh, Bill Polian. And Bill Polian's on the call. He's the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. He said, Roy, uh, we're about to, we, how, how's everything going? I'm doing well, sir. Now, a lot of these times, these, these, these people will call you and tell you, if, you, if you're around when our pick comes up, we're going to take you. But sometimes, based on who gets picked before their pick, right, they may shift. And so they may call you and say, hey, we're going to draft you. And then they mess around and draft somebody else because the person before, the team before them took somebody else. He said, we're, we're, we just turned in our card. Uh, we're, we're about to call your name. So I have walked out the room. I come back in the room, and I start telling everybody, like, get to the TV, get to the TV, get to the TV. And we're excited. And then it comes up on the screen. And now it, the anticipation is crazy because everybody goes from being excited. I just rushed everybody in the room. They see me on the phone. Half of them don't even know what that means. They don't know if somebody called to tell me that, you know, it, it was a storm coming or like they, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if somebody had dropped some food on the carpet. They didn't know what was going on. We rushed around the TV and it was a huge floor model, big screen TV, 60 inch TV, floor model, old school. But it was super nice because I had it in college. So three, two of my roommates, we got together and put in like three, four hundred dollars a piece. And we got this big screen for our room. So but I got it after I moved out of that apartment and I gave it to my mom. And we crowd around TV and, you know, I don't know who announced the pick. It wasn't Roger Goodell. I don't know who it was. Some probably some random black player from the 60s. I don't know who it was. Whoever it was, I'm thankful for him. But he said with the 169th pick of the 2007 NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Roy Hall, wide receiver, Ohio State. Holy smokes. Everybody went nuts. Like, can you imagine? Everybody's screaming, crying, happy, high-fiving. In the meantime, I'm on the phone with Dungy. <laughs> I got Coach Tony Dungy on the phone still. I'm like, hello? Oh, hey, Coach. Uh, he like, oh, it's all right. I, I'm used to this. <laughs> I'm used to it. He said, hey, just, just celebrate with your family. We're excited uh, to have you with the Colts. We look forward to, to talking to you, to meeting you. And, um, you know, we'll be in touch. Like, we'll get in touch with your agent. All right, cool. So we celebrate. And... It's interesting because the Colts, I went and visited the Colts on a pre-draft, on a pre-draft uh, visit. However, I went to the Falcons and met Michael Vick. It was awesome. I was starstruck. I went to Minnesota. I went to Seattle. I flew out to Seattle. I went to the Cleveland Browns. Um, and then I also went to Indianapolis. I went to one more place. I worked out for the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. So I had seven uh, situations where I was in front of some NFL teams and coaches. But when I went to Indianapolis, Coach Dungy was gone. Bill Polian, the general manager, was gone. All the position coaches were gone. The only people that I met in Indianapolis were the, uh, the uh, strength and conditioning coaches and the people uh, in charge of, like, the locker room. So, like, that's it, the equipment guys. I met the equipment guys, I met the trainers, and I met the strength coaches. Ironically, those were the three places I spent most of my time, <laughs> in the weight room, being hurt in the training room and trying to figure out how to get some free Indianapolis Colts merchandise to give away to my friends. But anyway, but that's how it went. And that's how the draft went. Uh, that same thing happened for a lot of people. And uh, one particular incident stood out to me because we have a quarterback here 
in Columbus. His name is Justin Fields, uh, standout quarterback. And um, he was slotted to go in the top 10 picks. In my opinion, he was the number one quarterback, but there were three quarterbacks that got drafted before him, and he, he dropped all the way down. Now, I'm going to read this, and then um, we'll be done here in a second, but I want to read this here. It says, the Chicago Bears, he was drafted by the Chicago Bears, okay? So it says, the Chicago Bears once again pulled off a stunning move uh, Thursday night of the NFL draft when they traded up nine spots with the New York Giants to take Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields with the 11th overall pick. The Giants received Chicago's first-round pick, number 20, and a fifth-round pick this year, and the Bears' first and fourth-rounders next year. So the Chicago Bears had to give up a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick for next year's draft and their first-round pick and fifth-round draft pick. So they had to give up a lot to get what they wanted. And then it says... Uh, uh, we had multiple plans tonight, and the way the board was falling, we got excited when the quarterbacks came off the way that uh, that way, and Justin continued to fall. Bears general manager Ryan Pace also said, "For us, it was just executing our plan at the right spot in the draft and being patient with that, with which sometimes can be difficult." So that's the first thing. Number one, being patient can be difficult. It was extremely hard to watch all those. As much as I was clapping for those guys, it was extremely hard to watch all those names of people getting called that I had never even heard of get drafted before me. When I knew what was inside of me, I knew how talented I was. Now, my productivity at Ohio State said that, bro, you probably shouldn't necessarily get drafted, but we could see all the potential that you got. 6'3", 240 pounds, 4'3", 40. You got a lot of potential. And you were playing with some dogs as well. And Anthony Gonzalez, you know, Brian Robisky, uh, uh, Ted Ginn Jr., Brian Hartline. I mean, we had some guys that could play for you football gurus. But my man Ryan Pace, the general manager for the Bears, who's been getting a lot of negative criticism for his draft process, said it was about executing our plan and we had to be patient, which sometimes can be difficult. The very first thing I want to remind you of is you, again, will not you will not always get what you want when you want it. You will not always get what you want where you want it. And sometimes putting in the work includes learning how to wait. That's what it means to be patient. And so Justin Fields had to be patient. He had to be patient and wait. And also the Chicago Bears had to be patient and wait and continue to execute their plan. Whatever your plan is for success in your respective professions and in your family life, in your personal life, you got to execute your plan. Some of you all have therapists and you have to go to counseling and make sure you deal with some of the stuff on the inside of you. And that's awesome. It's commendable. It's admirable that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I need help in coaching through my problems. But you got to execute the plan. You can't skip steps. You can't get too greedy. Patience is known as a virtue, but as I've said before, patience is a virtue, but it's also a voice. Generally, patience is a low and calming voice, but it's usually drowned out by this loud, aggressive voice that wants to be in control. And so what the Bears GM, Ryan Pace, said was I had to be patient. As much as I wanted to do something, I had to be patient to execute my plan. Then they go and start interviewing Justin Fields. After he's drafted by the Bears and he says, you know, just the way I carry myself, just the way that I care about the game, the grit I have, the determination, I have to be great. He said, uh, I think nobody has the story that I have. 
So just everything inside me, just wanting to be a great quarterback, wanting to be a franchise quarterback, and just me dreaming for this moment my whole life. So I just think all of those intangibles, my work ethic and all that together will, of course, be different for me. So I'm watching all these guys go ahead of me. I'm watching all of these guys that play the same position that I have that weren't as productive as I've been get better positions that will make more money in the first four years than I will. And I got to be patient. And I'm able to be patient because patience is low and calming. And it's low and calming because I know who I am. Justin said, I know who I am. I know my story. I have a story. My story is not to compare and not to say that I'm better, but he just says, nobody has a story that I have. And I'm saying the same thing to you. Nobody has a story that you have. Nobody's gone through the things that you have the way that you've gone through them. Nobody's experienced them the way that you've experienced them. Nobody has overcome the things that you've overcome the way that you have in the time that you have with the amount of perseverance and resilience that you have. You got to know who you are. He says, I've been dreaming about this my whole life. And you've been dreaming about this moment your whole life. You remember when you were a kid and you said, I can't wait to be a grown up. So now is that opportunity. Now that you're a grown up, it's time for you to exercise some patience. But you can do that when you have the confidence in knowing who you are. There's no reason for you to want to skip steps or, or, or try and jump over some things and, and, and avoid the process of getting to where you really want to get to. He says, I've been dreaming this moment my whole life. My intangibles, my work ethic. And then, watch this. It says, the hair coach, or the, the, the bear says, I mean, you know what? Justin Fields, his toughness on a scale of 1 to 10 is an 11. He was also drafted number 11. Come on now. He says, and I just love that about him. There's two pieces of the puzzle here. I'm talking about patience, but there's also a certain element of patience that you have to release and know exactly when it's your time to pursue. When it's time to go after exactly what you've been wanting. Because the Bears were patient in executing their plan, and then they was like, no, now it's time to go after our guy. Now I'm willing to give up some things and let go of some things, let go of some future draft picks, let go of some things that maybe will come to me in the future that maybe I could have used, but now is the time for me to go after what I want. Now is the time for me to go get it. Now is the time for me to track down, search the high heavens. Now it's time for me to cut loose and to go after what I've been working for. First, you're going to be patient, and then you're going to go after and pursue and be in hot pursuit of whatever it is that you want, whatever it is, the results that you need in your life. They go hand to hand. Those two peas, they go hand to hand. Two peas in the pod, so to speak. When your name is called, will you be ready? When your time comes, will you be prepared? When it's your moment to seize, will you be in position to execute? Will you be in position to execute? I wrote this down. I want you to write this down. Are you ready or are you rattled? Are you ready or are you rattled? Are you rattled? Has life gotten to you so much that you're willing to let go and give up everything that you work for to this point? Or now are you going to allow impatience to interfere with your, when you're right there? Most people get so impatient they just turn away. They just turn away from everything they've been working for. You've been working on this thing for five years, ten years, five months, six weeks, seven days. You've been working. That's still time. Time that you have been here, and now you really know you walk because you've been impatient. You are right there. Your name is about to be called. Are you going to be ready? 
Your name is next on the docket. Are you ready? I mean, they're literally about to cut. It's about to be your time to shine. It's your time to blow up. It's your time to do something that's never been done before to show how uh, resilient you are. Are you going to be ready when your name's called? When your time comes, will you be prepared? Because now is the time. Last year at this time, we were stuck in the house. And now we're able to get out a little bit and people are still complaining. So just think about that. I want you to be patient with certain things for sure. But you also got to know when to pounce and when to pursue. You also got to know when your opportunity shows up. The bear said we were patient. And then when we saw the opportunity coming, we decided to give up some things to go get what we want. And I want you to take that away. You might have to give up. No, I'm not, not you might. You have to give up some things to be able to go get exactly what you want. And every single day is a gift. You don't have time to waste. You don't have time to waste. Patience and pursuit. Thought that was good. Great show today. Great show today. Again, remember to share the podcast with a friend, family member. Put it on your social media. As soon as you hear something that sparks something inside of you, say, you know what? I got to share this podcast. Go ahead and share it uh, with as many people as you can. Send it in a text message. Go ahead. Just get the link um, and, and share with anyone that you know that could use the encouragement. Again, go to RoyHallJr.com, RoyHallJr.com, and take that free course. Make it count how to stay motivated each day and maintain and keep a positive perspective. It's a great course. You can catch up on every single episode of the Roy Hall Jr. Podcast uh, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, wherever. I mean, you might even be able to listen to it at the grocery store. They might be playing it at your local grocery store. You just never know. But I do know for certain you can get it on those five platforms. Again, thank you for listening. We look forward to doing it every single week. Don't forget, stay motivated. Keep a positive perspective and walk in purpose. Walk in your purpose. Keep making a difference.